0: In a given month, over
1: 70%
0: of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today.
1: Golf has been a popular sport in the United States of America since before the 1900s. And who knew one of the first golf courses in our country was right here in Kansas City that first course led to a bunch of courses and led to golf being one of the most popular sports right now in Kansas City. Well as the weather starts to break a little bit everybody's getting outside of their playing golf and and I didn't realize this but when you look at Kansas City Diane it's one of like the first places in the United States that not only you know have a lot of golf courses but one of the first 20 golf courses in our country right here in Kansas City we got quite a history with golf don't we?
2: We really do and it's it, it, it's kind of one of those things that you don't notice until maybe you travel a little bit more, unless you're at like some resort town where you're going to have, you know, a bunch of different golf courses, really being in the middle of the, you know, middle of the, of the country. The fact that we have that many is unbelievable.
1: It, it really is. And it, it goes to show you that, you know, people in, in Kansas City just love to do whatever it is that they can possibly do, like whether it's basketball <laughs> or golf, like sports is a big part of who we are, Dude. you know, as, as a city. And, and I just didn't realize golf went that far back. And it starts with the Kenwood golf links. that was built like in the middle of the city. And if you went there right now, you'd be looking like oh, that's just tennis courts. I had no idea a golf course know. You know, existed here.
2: I know. And it is, it's, it's the middle of the city and it's kind of, of course that you have to consider at the time that it was built, it wasn't the middle of the city. Um, yeah. you know, we grew South exponentially, but you know, really golf in Kansas city and, and it did start at Kenwood golf links, which is marked. There is a marker. You might blink and miss it if you go through the intersection there on Gillum, but um, this is the, the first golf course was between 34th and 36th street um, between Gillum and Charlotte. So you're midtown ish, Kansas city which was developing into kind of like the rich area of town at the time. So it's really no surprise. But, you know, if you go to old St. Andrews in, in Scotland, which my, my dad's played it. I, you know, I grew up in a golf family for sure. I had clubs in my hand by the time I was four. Um, when, you, when you look at that course, I mean, that's old, right? Fifteen hundreds, that's pretty old. But golf didn't really catch on in the United States, which I think is fascinating until the 1880s. I mean the it really I think the first golf course opened up in 1888 and Kansas City was like right on its tails. Um, A lot of that had to do with the boom of Kansas city at the time, because you have a lot of people moving into the city. This is the growth. This is of course we're in the middle of the city, beautiful movement almost at the same time, but yes, the first golf course. And I love the history of this because if you ever have, have hacked it around, you know uh, how important fairways are and, and, uh, and, and well manicured lawns out there. And it started out as a nine hole course kind of on donated land, if you will, in the backyard of an architect, uh Henry Van Brunt's house at 3617 Oak, like let's well, throw, throw a golf course out here. This will be fine. Um, And what's interesting is that Van Brunt was an architect and, it, and just to, just to make sure that we don't get him confused with other Van Brunts, he is not the namesake of the street. Oh, okay. But I thought he yeah, was. You would think, right? Yeah. No, he was not. He is going to be a guy who actually didn't come to Kansas City until he was born in Boston in 1832. He didn't come to Kansas City until much later, I think 1887. Um, And he gets to Kansas City um, and opens up his architecture firm, which becomes very popular. He's out of Kansas City by 1903, like he's gone. So it's kind of interesting that this guy comes in and his wife, which I love, his wife was a fan of golf. And so she was known to hack it around in her backyard, apparently, which, of course, ends up building this course. Um, I think it's interesting that we look at, um, you know, the wife, Alice, golfing and and being in the backyard and having this golf course just develop. I mean, because it had to be on land that was donated. They got I mean, it was a group of mostly men. And when they developed this nine hole course, it's I, I, you know, I have to consider what the conditions of the fairway. What, you know what they look like. And if you think cut grass it's not like they had lawnmowers that were like they're the old school lawnmowers. So this course would be what we uh, we would consider a complete joke today. Like if you were to put a you know a little chipping green in your backyard, I think that you might have cut it lower than the putting greens at this place. But um one of the founders uh talked about uh this in the late, you know uh, mid- I think 1920 he was interviewed about the course and he said that the bunker there weren't any bunkers, but there were enough, enough natural hazards to make the course difficult. I'm like, what is that? What does that even mean?
1: Yeah. Is that but, trees? Uh, is that, is that uh, you know, <laughs> potholes, I guess? Because as we know, Casey Mo is famous for the potholes. And
2: oh, yeah, like for
1: that. sure. So, you know, the, like the, the natural hazards to me, I'm, I was thinking like, exactly, somebody's rock wall, a stack of wood. Like, like what, what do we have out here? But I, I find it very interesting that in the early stages of golf in the United States, we're talking like the 1880s, yeah. and that is the early stages of golf in the United mm-hmm. States. There's not a lot of public golf courses out there there's under 20 at the time how does somebody in kansas city missouri like have a love of the game where they say you know what we're going to do we're going to build it in our backyard like how how did how does that all start because i find that to be so intriguing that for a sport that isn't popular in this country really it becomes popular here in kansas city because Mm -hmm. somebody just decided to build one in their backyard yeah,
2: I think that it, again, it goes with the idea of who was coming to Kansas City at the time, and it's not like we had a really influx of Scottish population, to be clear, yeah. but we did have a lot of Canadian, like uh, people that came from Canada. One of the founders, McLeod, he was from, from Canada, and his last name was McLeod. He was his, he was Scottish, you know. So these guys had that idea. They just, I, I don't know if it maybe at that point, um, if if you were looking for leisurely activities outside, because think about it, we didn't have that many parks at this point either. Uh So we're talking 1880s into the 1890s, early Kansas city. You're not going to have the parks that we have today at all. So act and tennis courts, there wouldn't have been like public tennis courts at the Uh time either. So your idea of what park and being outdoors or our idea in the suburbs or even in Kansas city was very limited. So I think outdoor activities in general were growing. Um, You got to think we're, you know, still not into the automobile at this point. So, you know, taking a Sunday drive in your automobile wasn't an option either. I mean, that wasn't a thing yet. So everything was very specific, very, uh, very detailed when it came to trying to find activities that were outdoors. And I think golf was a natural fit. I just think it was a natural fit.
1: Yeah, and and it, and it sure seems like it, like it, like, it, like I said, it took off here in Kansas City, and people got really excited about it. And all of a sudden, this nine-hole course in somebody's backyard is like, this ain't good enough. We need more. We need to start building. We need to expand. We need to get better courses. We need to get great courses. And all of a sudden, you look around Kansas City, there's golf course popping up everywhere now. And and for a city this size, I mean, I'm talking modern day right now. We got a lot of golf courses here in Kansas City. That was, I, I guess, kind of a progression from how this whole thing started.
2: It was. And and to be to fair, again, it's established. Kenwood Golf Link starts in 1894. It's a nine hole course, like I said before. And I think, uh, again, it would, that doesn't take much space. Who knows? Is this a par three? They don't say. I mean, right. like, I don't even know what we're talking about distance wise here. I can't imagine it's huge, especially if you think about only a couple block radius. Mm-hmm. So you're not talking like you know, that great. And think about what your clubs would have looked like. My God, you know, right? Like what,
1: what were they playing stick. with back then? Like a stick, that, you know, like I, mean, yeah. like, I mean, it had to be like a, just a wooden stick with like a head on the end of it, huh?
2: Pretty much. I mean, if you look at some of those older style clubs that are available, you know, you can look around. I mean, that would have been essentially what it was. And you wouldn't have had the selection of clubs that you have today, you know, so- I mean, you just wouldn't.
1: Yeah, no, obviously not. I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe you had a driver. Maybe you had a pitching wedge, maybe a pitching wedge, but more, maybe. more importantly, maybe a putter, and or maybe you use your driver to putt back then. Who knows? <laughs> you know what people were doing, but you know that was that was like eighteen eighty ish, and then about 15, 16 years later, we year. get really what the mm-hmm. start of the Kansas City Country Club. You know, happened. right? And the first yeah. country club because people realize, all right you know, this course stinks. We need, we need more holes. We need better manicured <laughs> lawns. We need greens that we can putt on. The yeah. that golfers have today.
2: Yes. And I think the, again, kind of going to like that, that graduation from this nine hole course. I mean, the only people that mowed the course, the, the guy that I told you, McLeod, what he had told in the interview, he said, it, it didn't get even mowed unless some ambitious player brought their own lawn mower out to, to do the work. I mean, maybe wanted an advantage in his game, who knows. And they did have a clubhouse there, but it burned down. So there weren't that many players. It's a a half, a, say a a couple dozen people are playing golf at this point. And it's kind of a country clubs already-esque setting. So this is not a public, hey, come on over and check out my golf course. And people Mm. are like, what is that? That's not what was happening. But what happened is they outgrew their original location. There wasn't enough room probably to build 18, right? So so they reorganized as the Kansas City Country Club. And it's very interesting history because it involves uh, Seth Ward and Hugh Ward, and we know Ward as in Ward Parkway. So Seth Ward is uh, an old uh, freighter on the Santa Fe Trail, very well off, uh, born in 1820, comes to Kansas City and buys up a farm, essentially a, a 450 acre farm, and, and uh, takes an old farmhouse built by William Bent, takes an old farmhouse and enlarges it to this 14 room mansion um, designed by Asa B.B. Cross, he's a, probably one of our best known architects of this time period, uh, a very early project of Asa BB Crosses, and the house still stands. And it's at 55th and Ward Parkway, which is very interesting. And actually sold for like you know two mil or something like that not too long ago. Uh, but so they, he owned all that land, and he ended up kind of working after uh, Seth Ward died. Hugh Ward, he was a lawyer. He stayed in town and and lived in his old family home, and he kind of works out a deal with uh, J.C. Nichols eventually to build Ward Parkway. But this kind of is prior to so after. Hugh, there's already the plan for Ward Parkway, which I think is very important to say the plan of Ward Parkway is already in place and they're going to call it Ward Parkway. Nichols knows this, but we haven't really the plaza is not around yet. Yeah. So it, this this is just a farmland, and, and he knows that this land has been donated to be able to build Warped Parkway, but Nichols hasn't even gotten his hands on this area yet, really. So it's kind of a natural fit that they, they're looking for a place for a golf course, and Seth Ward has passed away. His widow doesn't want to take care of a 450 acres. She doesn't want to maybe sell it. She do not want to take care of it. Mm-hmm. So they get 110 acres off of Seth Ward's farm and build – essentially their golf course. And it is, I mean, we're just going to say it, it it's loose park today. I mean, yeah. that's what it is, which is so crazy. It's like, you know, all of this history and, and let's not forget that what makes loose park so amazing as well is that's the site or really battle of Westport. Mm-hmm. So you have the civil war. And so these guys, I mean, so much history on that land. And the fact that it was really never, and I'm going to air quote it developed with houses and things is really kind of amazing. So, especially
1: being a golf course, which as we've seen over the course of times, golf courses kind of phase out, condos go up, apartment buildings go in, Mm -hmm. you know, you got Rodney Dangerfield going, Hey, it looks good on you, you know, so you've got all (laughs) kinds of, you know, crazy things that go on caddyshack style at golf courses, especially back then when land was becoming valuable and people were looking to kind of have their own home and it could have been Mm -hmm. sold for a whole heck of a lot of money, but instead they decided to basically, you know donate that to a, the, the park service however it all ended up working out yeah. the way that it did and and it really like created something ultimately something very special here in kansas city
2: it really did and it's a very cool story they move you know 1898 ish they move over they they are able to get this land um they're gonna pay a dollar a year <laughs> i love that a dollar a year but they had to pay the taxes on the land, so that adds up but mm-hmm. they end up on this land and they they're the pond That is still at Loose Park. That was part of the original Kansas City Country Club. The clubhouse stood essentially where... the Rose Garden is today. So you can kind of imagine, and kids used to jump into the water. I would not do that now, but the kids used to jump in the water and retrieve golf balls with their feet. And I, you know, I mean, I'm sure they they weren't very good golfers back then. So to be clear, Um, they did have a beautiful, beautiful clubhouse that was built on the site of where Loose Park is that was designed by one of the founders of the country club and his name was W.C. Root. He happened to be a very well-known architect as well. And they built a big reception room and a dining hall and, and they had lodging rooms upstairs. And I'm sure they did a lot of that to appease the women. I hate to say that, but this was really not a women's sport. Even at this point um, they did that probably to appease women. So it's like, we'll go out and play golf and we'll meet you for dinner and dancing afterwards. I'm sure that had something to do with it. I can just imagine. Yeah. So the first, the first, I love this because I'm, I'm a golfer uh, for people that don't know. I, uh, used to be, I say used to be really good. I, I don't get to play very often anymore. Um, but I, uh, was on the junior LPGA actually when I was in high school and, um, I, we belong to Hillcrest Country Club, which also has a rich history in Kansas City. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. And it's one of the oldest in Kansas City as well, uh, you know, for sure. But, um, so I, I actually, I have a, you know, a real feel for Kansas City and its golf courses. And I've had the, I've been fortunate enough to play on so many of them, um, for sure. But what's really interesting, so I think of my score and what my handicap used to be back in the day. And when they formally opened in September, 1898, they they threw it off with a, you know, 18 hole tournament, of course. And the winner was C.A. Rockwell. Score of 90.
1: (laughs) Was that on nine holes or was that on 18?
2: (laughs) The score of 90 on nine holes. It was nine holes. Wow. Circle 10 on every hole. Yeah. I don't know what And I love it because third place scored a 98. I'm like, oh, darn it.
1: Wow. <laughs> I could so have competed bad. on that course back in the day because you, that, you, you know, I could do a 90 on, on a par of- three right now, Sorry. you know, nine hole par three, I can shoot a 90 just fine. So oh, even right. back in the day, I could, I could do so well, but I, I think one of the interesting stories that I found by looking at the history of golf in Kansas city is I learned something that I think is the most fascinating thing that we've talked about on these podcasts for the last couple of years. And we've talked a mm-hmm. lot about, about a lot of fascinating things on the podcast I learned and, and I may be wrong, but I believe I learned this correctly. I never knew why the Country Club Plaza was called the Country Club Plaza until I found out because of the first Kansas City Country Club was that close to the plaza. And I would bet many who grew up here in Kansas City and live in Kansas City their entire lives have no idea why it's called the Country Club Plaza.
2: Yeah, they don't. I mean, and absolutely sounds fancy. They probably thought, oh, we wanted it to sound fancy. Yeah, just
1: sound fancy. Yeah.
2: No, it was because the closest landmark that was nearby. I mean, you got to think the plaza would have been nestled between Westport. Um, and it was now in, in, at that point, Westport was um, incorporated into Kansas City about 1898. So it would have already been Kansas City, if you will, but uh-huh. still, so there, there's not much still going on between Westport and the, where the plaza is. And we will, we, we'll, I'm sure, talk about that sometime. The development of the plaza is crazy. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it was named that because the closest thing to it was the country club, essentially, was the uh-huh. Kansas City Country Club at where Loose Park is today. I love that they play golf on the course. And they were still finding, you know, uh, old cannons, like pieces of cannons and rifles and bullets and things from the Battle of Westport. I'm just like, I'm sure they were like, oh, that's interesting. Throw it away. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> just Like, eh, whatever. Just, you know, a minor battle occurred here. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's really crazy to me that, you know, that history, like I said before, really encapsulate Kansas City. And the way in the, in the reason... It's, it's JC Nichols fault that it didn't stay there. I, the country club was moved um, mm-hmm. because he was developing the area, but to be, so, so I kind of back up for a second. One of the, the second course in Kansas city was 1897 FYI. Mm-hmm. So not too far after, and it was at the Fairmont golf club at Fairmont park and, um, it was just a six-hole uh, course, and it became nine holes, became Evanston Golf Club, and it closed in 1915. There was a lot – I think this is important, too. There were a lot of pop-up country clubs, or I should say clubs, golf clubs, and you didn't always – public – you can call it a public course now, but they weren't operated by the city, so they were, like, private but not, you know, uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. private land. And And it really happened in South Kansas City, specifically on the Missouri side, Jackson County, South Kansas City. There were country. There were there were golf courses all over the place, and the reason I the, this is my theory. The reason that a lot of them popped up was because of how many elderly or older farmers there were out there. So families now that Kansas City was moving south, families a lot of people didn't go into farming. You know, so so their son that they thought might take over their land is really working in Kansas City and living in Kansas City now. I have all this land. What the hell do I do with it? Let's throw a golf course on it. I yeah. mean, there was, a, there was a golf course at, at where Mount Moriah Cemetery is today. And there was one there. There was one, you know, right over by where I live in Waldo that was a, uh, Ivanhoe. They were all over the place. The original St. Andrews in Kansas City was where Ward Parkway Shopping Center is. Mm-hmm. They were everywhere. But when we're talking about country clubs, the fancy schmancies, Kansas City Country Club was the You know, it was the first and it was the elite. It was certainly, you know, held a lot of uh, credence in Kansas City's history. So what happens, of course, as we know, in 1909, there were only really three golf courses and about a thousand people in Kansas City playing. So it's still not that popular. But they so what happens is it gets the land is getting expensive. So J.C. Nichols is concerned about this loss of green space. So Kansas City Country Club is going to move Seth Ward's wife or widow, I should say, or excuse me, Hugh Ward's widow. Wants the money to sell the land. Who does? So, so she's like, lease is up, guys. <laughs> like, get out, you know? And so, what essentially happens is um, Nichols is very concerned about he's developing these little subdivisions. He doesn't want to lose the green space. Mm-hmm. So, he approaches Ella Luce, who's Jacob Luce's widow, loaded, Sunshine Biscuits, big time company, Kansas City. And he's like, hey, I have an idea. You have money, hint, hint. Why don't you buy up that old land, and no big deal, and 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 name it after your husband, and make it a park? Wouldn't that be nice? And of course, he's like in his head, he's thinking, I have so many ideas of what I want to do in this area, and it worked. So she approaches, she offers five hundred thousand dollars for this land that was Kansas City Country Club, and at first the widow's like, eh, nah. That's not good enough. But eventually, she sells off seventy-five acres for that price, five hundred thousand dollars. That'd be seven point six million dollars today. Wow,
1: that that's just an in in today's version. Yeah. Yes. But you're not, I mean, you, you think about where Loose Park is right now, seven and a half million dollars in today's money is still a steal for where that is right now. I mean, I I would have no idea that you're probably talking hundreds of millions of dollars maybe for that land right now, where it is, where it's located, how much of it there is. I mean, that is a special piece of property here in Kansas City. And so okay. even if J.C. Nichols was, you know, having foresight to be selfish uh, on that, because mm-hmm. let, let's call it what it is, everybody's selfish. There's always a, there's always a, a reason why somebody's doing something to try to get her. He wanted that so he could build houses, sell houses for more money. It actually turned into maybe one of the best ideas that somebody who kind of helped found Kansas city to where it is today had to have that park put in there because everybody in the city utilizes that park. And it's a, it's a gem for us here.
2: It really is. And I mean, this is all happening in the twenties, right? 1926, this is going to be, so this is when the move is happening. So that, so you know, mission, or I should say Kansas City Country Club has to be relocated. They're not going to, I mean, the membership now at this point, it's booming. Golf is hot in Kansas uh-huh. City at this point. So it, there's no, there's no danger at this point, but Nichols also was smart enough. And I, and I didn't even really give a lot of credence to this in my, when I wrote about this for the paper, Nichols was really smart to know that he wanted a park there because essentially the, the country club couldn't afford the land $500,000. I mean, there's no way.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, so they went over into Kansas. Which is the of course the future of Mission Hills. So mm-hmm. they go over into Kansas and they're gonna build their 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 new country club over there. Um, but that whole the whole idea of the land, Nichols knew that he needed a park there. Loose buys in, names it after our husband, saves obviously the site of battle, part of our Battle of Westport. I mean, it's the Battle of Westport was all over Kansas City to be clear, but mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it really was a good site to show that where the battle occurred. And so you've got the saving of the land. And then Nichols benefits twice, really, because he gets the park he wants and then he goes into Kansas and starts also building, and now he's building around. And he even is designing like Mission Hills Country Club, Fairway. All of the, think about the name Fairway. It's not Fairway just like oh this is a Fairway. No, it's named because of the country clubs that uh, were in the area. Uh, yeah, see, never would have thought of it. Like no. Fairway, Kansas is Fairway because of
1: all of the golf courses around. I, I there. didn't there you know. I didn't realize that. That's another cool thing. That little,
0: we, little are, where, where is
1: Tee Box, Kansas? Do we have anything like that know. or? (laughs) you know uh, rough kansas or you know green kansas or anything like that so no so like everything is 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 really tied in and can all be kind of you know brought back to golf and and Mm -hmm. in in this city now we see how popular golf is right now today in kansas city and it kind of all started back in the 1800s in somebody's backyard
2: it does and i think of uh you know i i've been very fortunate to play um, almost every, uh, I think probably every country club in Kansas City for the most part because of my time in the Junior LPGA. Um, and I played Kansas City Country Club. Um, I want to point out that we played about one o'clock in the afternoon in the middle of the summer. And we uh-huh. had to wear pants, by the way. Mm. And it was so hot. And I remember I hit it into this creek and I took my shoes off. I'm sure that Kansas City Country Club really, really thought this, like, what is this? Chick doing yeah she got her shoes off i was like it's so hot i'm just gonna i'll wade in the water and get my ball out you know i mean it was so hot that day but it's a beautiful course and i think that we uh take advantage of the fact that we have been um fortunate enough that a very little small nugget of where the original country club was is kind of a little bit of a park with some tennis courts so we can kind of imagine and it was hilly that was pretty hilly over there and then you have the site of Loose Park, which is some place that we all, that most people have been and enjoyed, and can now look at that water feature that's there and the rose garden and imagine what was there. And then look over into Kansas, where Mission, you know, essential Kansas City Country Club made their home, and has a, you know, an award-winning course. It's beautiful and one of the hardest courses in Kansas City today. Set in an area that picturesque because of the way it was built up, which is kind of the story of Kansas City. You know, keeping and having those parks interlaced with beautiful golf courses that make this such a unique place to live.
1: It's really pretty interesting to see how people did things quote unquote back in the day. They wanted a golf course or they built it in somebody's backyard. It's pretty crazy how resourceful people could be to get done what they needed to get done with a limited budget and really limited amounts of land.